0: What's going on, y'all? My name is Bob, and you are listening to the Power of Fitness Podcast. If today is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. We are a self-development and fitness podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to show you how fitness has helped Brian become a stud of a man, and how it can help you become a stud as well. Oh,
1: my God. But anyway, yeah.
0: guys, today, I want to say welcome to the show. We are, like I said last episode, we're going to be doing a Q&A today. So Before we get started, if you guys are not on the show featured, don't stress it out. I probably answered your question already, or I'm going to be answering it, or we're going to save it for another episode, because we're going to be doing something different coming up the next month or so, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, As always, guys, thank you for um, reaching out to us, giving us feedback, and for all the questions you guys got. It gives us an idea of if we're helping you out, or some areas we need to touch up on, or... Inform you more about So keep them coming in We thank you guys And I ask you guys one favor for for this episode Actually for every episode Um, For every episode you guys listen to If you guys learn something Please refer a friend Share it on your story or something like that We are going to be doing a review contest coming up So be on the lookout for that as well So we just ask you guys to help us Like we're helping you So we can keep this going Um, You got anything else before we get started man?
1: No that's about it
0: Alright, well, we're going to get to it today. Today, episode 88, I believe. Man, Shit. we're getting up there, baby. We're getting up there. It's almost the end of the year. We are way above what our goal is. And before we get into the questions, I want to lead that into something I've been um, seeing a lot of people say to me. Um, the end of the year is coming up. And a lot of you did not reach your goals. You might not reach your goals because they're a little far away. But that doesn't mean stop. You know, me and Brian... We have way far succeeded our goals for podcasts that we want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: what did we do? Did we stop? No. We made another goal to make it even more achievable. So instead of having 52 episodes, which we're done that, we're going to have 104. So, you know, we're not there yet, but we're going to get there. So be on the lookout. And with that being said, guys, don't quit on your goals. This journey is hard. Life, fitness is hard. So don't give up. And if you guys need anything, if you need help... Um, with anything, just reach out to us. We're always here for you. And as Brian always says, we actually do mean that. So please reach out to us. We're here to help you. So here we go, guys. We're going to get going. For the first four questions, guys, there's going to be general questions that I got asked or he got asked from multiple people. So there's going to be no names. We're not going to shout anybody out. But if you did hear this question from you, um, please reach out to me and let me know if we answered the question properly for you or if we just completely fucking bombed it. Because we want to know. Because um, we're just reading them off and we're going to go with what we think or what our first reaction is to it. So if we fuck up, bear with us. Call us out on it, please. Um, But all right, man. Let's get going. You want to read question one or you want me to? All right.
1: Question one. Yeah. So that's that's what I think (laughs) about this question already. Yeah. Cardio versus sauna. Which is better for weight loss Mainly being fat loss. So <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I, not a dumb question. There are no
0: such thing as dumb questions. So even though I'm laughing, I'm laughing because I've had this
1: conversation with all of you that asked me this question already. And you already know what I think about it. <laughs> so I've, I've had this question asked to me before. And let's put it this way, guys. When you're in the sauna, yes, you're losing weight. But what kind of weight? It's just water weight. That's all it is. You're not burning fat. You're not doing... It's... You're literally not losing shit. Yeah. Because the water weight that you're losing, you're just going to end up drinking more water and putting it back in. So that weight's going to come back. Well, hopefully you're drinking water. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully. But... Cardio's definitely going to be your go-to for fat loss. Along with lifting. Depending on what type of body that you're trying to go for. But... As you see, you'll see MMA fighters, boxers, and everyone else who are trying to make weight, they'll go into the sauna to drop a couple pounds. But that's all it is. It's water Absolutely. weight. Absolutely. Good point. Because as soon as I get weighed in, they're just going to go right back drinking their water and boost their weight back up. Absolutely, man. That's a great point
0: right there because you see these people, they go in the sauna and they're severely overweight. And you go in the sauna thinking that you're going to lose 15 pounds by sitting in there. It's like... How are you going to lose... Like, you're heating your body up. You're not working it. Yeah. It's like you're flushing your system out. And like you said, as soon as you re-flush your body with fluids, you're gaining that weight back. So, guys, it's very important for you to understand that cardio is always king to lose weight compared to a sauna. Yes, the sauna feels good. You sweat great. But it's, it's water weight. Like Bryce said, if you ever look at these athletes, mainly MMA fighters or wrestlers... They'd go in the sauna to lose that extra couple of pounds that they need to lose. But they gain that back right after they step on that scale because it's water weight. And the thing about the sauna is that a lot of people don't understand that you're only losing water weight. You're not actually really burning fat. I'm not saying you're not burning fat because you might burn a little bit of fat but nothing significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of you go in the sauna and then you don't re-flush your body with water. And then what happens? You might keep that weight off for a little bit but you're killing your internal organs. You end up getting sick, you end up getting dehydrated. So if you guys want to burn body fat, lift weights, do cardio, or do what I do. If you actually want to burn body fat while you're in the sauna, start doing some push-ups while you're in the sauna. Start getting that heart rate actually up instead of just heating up your body. Otherwise, like you're not doing anything in the sauna. You know, Use the sauna as a detox, as a way to flush out the acid from your workouts and you'll actually recover better, you know? So pretty simple question there, but uh, it's a shame that a lot of people actually don't understand the difference. You think sweating is burning fat. It's not, it's not always like that, you know? You gotta get the heart rate at a proper level, not just off the charts hot, you know? So question number two, what is the best type of protein to use for muscle gain and fat burning? Why do you
1: start off with this one, man? Because that's a good question, actually. So, the best type of protein is actual real food. Absolutely. Real food is going to give you the best nutrition and the best protein that you can possibly have. Now, if you don't have time for...
0: Now, when you're talking about real food, do you mean like Hershey bars or Goldfish or something
1: like that? So, are talking <laughs> about Hershey bars. Dark chocolate actually good for you. It is, but it depends what you eat. But It all yeah. depends on what you eat. But... <clears throat> Real food as being in like chicken, ham, steak. You're getting your protein out of that. For you vegetarians or vegans out there, get your rice,
0: your beans, stuff like that.
1: Exactly, and then of course for everyone else, you still need your vegetables. And from what I've I've noticed lately, like I had a deficiency in vitamin K, which you get from broccoli, which helps with dark yeah. circles under your eyes and feeling tired.
0: And at, once your body. Excuse me. Once your body is actually replenished of its vitamins, that's when you start burning more fat properly. That's so true. After you get the whole food, guys, it's gonna be. When we say whole food, we mean stuff like chicken as well as dairy products. They're gonna be your number one source, and then the second one is gonna be um, quick hydrolyzed protein, and we mean a shake. I'm talking about something that you use after you work out. The reason that's number two is because most of you are working out. And you want to replenish your body with proper protein the right way. So yes, sir. Depending on when you like, before you work out, you're gonna to want to have that whole meal, and then directly after you work out, you're gonna to want to have that hydrolyzed protein to get you because it's gonna be quicker than the whole meal. And then number three, it's gonna be my favorite. The meal replacement bars. Protein.
1: Oh yeah, that protein. protein too. So
0: they're kind of in the same category, honestly. Um, you got the protein shake and the protein bar. But you guys got to make sure they're also low processed. And by that, I I tell that to you a lot. I learned this as well lately. When we we talk about like protein, when you go to Walmart and you get casein protein or something, (laughs) tastes like shit, right? And I try to explain this to a couple of my clients. Guys, the reason it tastes like shit is because it is shit. It is shit. Yes, exactly. But it's like cooking a piece of chicken. Okay. So you're really fucking hungry. So what do you do? You put the oven up to like 450 and cook it for 20 minutes. It's done. That chicken's burnt or whatever. You don't care. You you just want the protein in, right? But you're killing a lot of the fucking actual macros and micros in that chicken. So that's the same thing as a protein. That's why the protein sometimes tastes like shit because they speed up the process of it. You want this cooked slowly. That way your body is going to absorb it. It's going to absorb it slower. So, and then lastly, guys... And you get your junk food in. Get some protein in your junk food. But don't do it. That's just for your cheat meals. Mm-hmm. Alright, man. Question number
1: three. Which leads into it. What are your thoughts on cheat days? Are they good, bad, or does it really not matter? Man. Coming down to it. We probably it, differ
0: on this one. Yeah,
1: it, it coming down to it, I mean, yeah, I have a cheat day every once in a while. But it's not a terrible thing because I can go I right back onto my schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, people that do the keto diet and everything else like that, they have a cheat day if we ain't they're eating bread. Keto. Oh, that, that shit just, it bounces back. <laughs> yeah. And it, it all depends on how you are. If you know you can have a cheat day and go right back to your regular workout, then you're good to go. That's a great point. Great point. I think we talked about in another podcast about what you
0: just said there. If you're one of them people where you're trying to follow a diet and like, like say you and me, say A, you're A, where you could eat a candy bar, mm-hmm. you're completely fine. But say I'm B, which I actually am, I eat that candy bar. I want five more of them. And my urge outweighs my, my actions to get to where I want to go. So if you're like me, where you have that urge where if you have one cheat meal and you just, the next day you're like, I need to have another one. Don't have the cheat meal. Stick strictly to your diet. So I agree with you on that point, man. Um, but would you would you say, I, this is how I think, I think um, having a cheat meal is really based on like what your goals are. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, like, so thorn 75 far there are no cheat meals and it's hard because even when you're doing a bodybuilding show you bodybuilders and fitness models out there you know you have a cheat meal once a week to keep you sane and yes the reason they do that is because it gets you to have um you get your body flowing again you get that carb pump so you call it whatever you want to call it but the carb pump
1: endorphins yeah
0: it gets your body going it gets your body all high and then you go back to burning fat again so it's a good thing because sometimes if you go like a week or two, you don't have a cheat meal and you give it that sodium or that carbs, it reacts well to your body. Your body will react well to it. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think cheat meals are a good idea based on your goal. But don't overdo them because if you're like me, Craig, I know you're listening. No cheat meals for you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm the same guy. Not,
1: not, not trying to be mean, but yeah, that's... I'm, I'm that you're, way. you're trying to you're trying to get down to a certain weight and everything else like that. Don't do the cheat meal.
0: Yeah, you know you're just you're making your goals harder for you. You know, um, once you have that cheat meal, then you're gonna think, "Oh man, all right, man." Well, now
1: it doesn't matter. I can do whatever. I did two
0: for. weeks straight. I had I had good food. It takes a month for your body to even adjust to it. So mm-hmm. you gotta keep going, keep strong. So it's all about your mentality, um, you know, and also like. You know, watch the macros. If it fits in your macros, and is it really a cheat meal? Yes, it is a cheat meal because it tastes better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got this one with me, though. What are the best exercises to do for the quickest results? <laughs> yeah, it's
0: sad, guys. It's sad that we have to have this question in here. Um, the reason we have it in here is because I think me and him had a conversation about a couple people asking us for help. And that's fine reach out to us ask us for help reach out to other people ask them for help but in fitness it, it's like life there is no quick result unless you win the lottery but you probably bought a hundred of them hundred tickets but yeah there's it,
1: there's no quick results on any type of exercises <laughs> you have to go through the paces if you want to get uh, higher personal goals and everything else on dumbbells and being able to do bicep curls you have to go through it just like everyone else what is the best quick results? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I just laugh at that because people... I mean, you, I, could, be, you could be like some of these people that go in there and be like, oh, I can outlift that guy and go over and you can hurt yourself day yeah. one in there. But guess what? Now you had the quickest results to the hospital.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's because we live in this society now where it's like, look, we're recording a video, we're recording the audio, and I'm looking at our sheet all at the same time. People want shit right away. But, you know, it's sad. Like your, your body, your fitness does not work like that. It's hard. And if you guys are working with a personal trainer out there that's telling you you can drop 40 pounds or you can make your squat go up 200 pounds in a month, they're fucking lying to you. It doesn't happen. It's going to take a while. I'm not telling you exactly I mean, they're how they're long.
1: They're lying to you and if they're giving you some supplements. You better check those fucking supplements because you're going to be shitting your brains out. But even,
0: even, yeah, even if you take like a steroid or something, it doesn't come quick. It takes time for your body to get used to that. So it's like... Taking a
1: steroid, you ain't coming when, at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. When you say quick <laughs> results, it's like quick meaning... How long are you willing to work? And the results, what type of results are you looking for? Because, look, there's, for someone like me to get a six-pack abs compared to someone who is 40 pounds overweight to get abs, their quick results and my quick results are going to be completely different. So you got to look at the big picture of things and be realistic with it. Mm. You know, compare, your, compare your fitness journey to your life journey. How long did it take you to get your job and get a promotion? Well, that's how long it's going to take you to get abs. If like You have to be strict with it as well. So there are no quick results and there are no best exercises to get results. It's whatever you're comfortable with doing and whatever works for you. Because me and Brian, we talk about it all the time. Shit he does, shit I do, completely different because we have different body types. We have different motor skills. We have different wants and needs for our goals. So um, you got to focus on what works for you guys. Question number five. From Devin Miscotti. Sorry if I messed your name up. I don't know if I pronounced it right, but we tried. Tis the season for colds and being sick. So should you just push through and work out or listen to your body until you feel at least 80%? Hmm.
1: You take this one on. All right, so this is where I feel on this. Like I work out when I'm sick, but it's when it's like a head cold, it's not where I'm contagious. Because when I work out, I can sweat out the toxins and it's like a detox. Now, if you're contagious, 100% stay the fuck home, get some rest because your body's going to tell you that you're fucked up. Yeah, absolutely, man. But man, if it's I- if it's just like a head cold, just like something, a common cold where it's just in your head, you just have like a little runny nose, or whatever, you can go to the gym and do cardio and you'll you feel fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, that's why I revert back to question number one. Use the sauna. That's what it helps. It helps you detox your body. You know how many times you've been to a gym and you've seen people just coughing up a storm or sneezing. I'm like, all right, yo, you gotta leave. Like, if you're sick like that. Listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know what Devin was referring to. She's talking about like the flu, and and when you have something like the flu or a bronchitis, stay home. You stay home. And when you when you say eighty percent, I say wait till you're hundred percent. You know. Um, and the reason I say that is because it's like an injury. It's like my injury here. Do I feel good right now? I feel pretty good. Yeah. But when you feel good, give it another month. You know, so when you're sick, if you feel 80%, you usually feel pretty good, right? Yeah. So give it a little time. Like, the gym ain't going nowhere. You're not going to lose the gains that quick. (laughs) You know, so they're not going to go anywhere. So let your inside of your body heal up before you go back to killing it again. Because if you're at 80% when you have the flu, you still have the flu. Yep. So if you go into the gym and you start pushing your muscles, you start pushing all your organs to work harder... Next thing you know, you're forty percent. So it's led to heal up, unless you're a little bitch out there and you have allergies. Go to the gym. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> just, just go. You know, like Brad said, like little things you can go, but major sicknesses, stay the fuck. Away. Like if you home. have pink eye, stay the fuck home. Like get the fuck out of here.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, then you're gonna have a bunch of people questioning what the hell you were doing. Last yeah, time. but like,
0: like she meant like it's it's fall season. People get the cold and all like that. You know, unless you're like. If you're coughing up a storm or something, just don't go to the gym because you're going to fucking get everybody sick. <laughs> next thing you know, it's just going to be bad. So just uh, relax. Gains ain't going nowhere. You got it. Um, uh, what we got now? Question number eight from my man Drew Vandergrift. What is the best way to lean bulk? Do you figure out your BMR and try to hit that every day as a goal? Or how many calories above your BMR should you try to consume? I know, I skipped them. I forgot. That. I didn't see them. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So when you're trying to do a lean bulk, you're not going to want to do the seafood diet. Seafood-e-food. You're not going to have any idea of what you're actually consuming. And next thing you know, you might be consuming 1,000 calories over what you should be. Or hey, you might even be consuming 1,000 calories below. And then you're going to be the type of person that says, I just can't gain weight. So <laughs> the best way to lean bulk, me and Brian were just talking about this, you have to count what you eat. And not only do you have to count what you eat, to the second part of your question, don't try to hit that BMR. You have to go 500 calories above it and slowly grow it because otherwise your body's not going to understand what's going on.
1: No, and then you just become fat.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's what I used to do, man. I used to do, I would catch my BMR, or catch whatever my calories were, and I'd go 1,000 above what I was supposed to eat. And then my metabolism get slowed down. And the next thing you know, I got Bobby Love handles over here. Like yo, what the fuck happened, man? You look up oh, big. I'm like, hey, where'd my no. abs go? Completely lost them. That's not a lean bulk. That's no. just a fucking puff. They call me Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so when you guys are doing a lean bulk, take it slow. Um, don't don't consume multiple cheat meals a day either. You know how many people you see doing that? They're like, oh, I'm bulk. It's that picture of the kid where he has all like the fat rolls on him. Oh, He's like God. bulk season, bro. And I feel like that's a lot of people.
1: Yeah, a lot of people do that. So, I mean, it, it definitely comes down to counting everything that you eat and your intake, and then, like Bob said, gradually bringing up by, like, 500 calories. But yeah. that's, that's probably the, the easiest way to explain that question there.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, don't ever do it. Keep the workouts about the same. You know, um, a lot of people, when they're trying to bulk, they cut their workouts down. Um, but back to, There's like, no the pre- one of the previous questions, your body's different than mine, so you might not gain weight if you do less. Because I know me personally, the less work I actually do, the less muscle I put on. Yeah. It's just like, I think it's like the body types. I don't really believe in that, but it's true of how I work out. Just like I'm big boned. (laughs) No, what are they called? Ectomorphic or whatever. Uh, All right, next question from Dave Gambone. Dave, you actually got three questions on here because they're pretty good. So we're going to shoot the first two here. Question number one from Dave. How do thermogenics work? How do they heat up your body temperature and help you burn calories? Now, I know that's a good question because a lot of you out there, you love fat burners. And if you know me, I'm not with fat burners. I don't like fat burners. Do they work? Yeah, they can work.
1: See, I, this is where we have a different viewpoint. So, the thermogenics and everything like that. Yes, if you can get your body to that state, which a lot of us can. but Some people have problems getting there. Fat burners will work. But you have to already be in that state. Yeah. My, my thing about
0: fat burn is I always say this to my clients. It's like, all right, how do you expect to not hit your calorie counts, that you're supposed, your macro counts that you're supposed to hit and then add a fat burner in and then hit the calorie count and then use the fat burner at the same time? What, how do you know what works? That's true. So. I mean, it all depends on what kind of diet you're on as yeah, well. So my opinion on it is that check your diet first before you do thermogenics fat burners and then if it's working but it's not working fast enough then
1: add the fat burners because at least you know it was working or not working. And then to add on top of that you have to be working out for these things to actually fucking work. If you're just going to be popping freaking fat burners and not and just sitting on your couch they're not going to work. Yeah so thermogenics got they're kind of kind of like
0: confusing on how they work but basically like to dumb it down so I can understand it. Uh, basically, what it does is the thermogenics get into your blood flow, and they make your they try to make your heart pump faster. So it's like sitting in a sauna. Your your heart rate goes up. Um, so what they do is they release a, they release a chemical in your body that heats your internal body temperature up, and then it makes your your heat from your body from your blood and your heart pump a little faster, which makes your body always fucking hot. You know so. It's kind of like one of them things where when you take too much pre-workout, it <laughs> tingles. Tingles? I want to rip yeah, yeah, my skin yeah. off. But it's like it does the same thing without that tingle. So technically, a, f- a fat burner is technically a pre-workout um, because it does that same thing. gets your body going. gets your blood flow going. So that's why like, for a lot of you out there, you take them thermogenics and you you notice like your veins are coming out or uh, you get hot. That's why cause it's... it's Changing up your body, your blood type So that's why they're not really Great for you um, Because you're putting something in your body That your body doesn't want in it And it's like you're sitting here and your body temperature Goes up by uh, 20 degrees So that's how they work They heat up your internal body And they burn it off But like Bryce said if your diet is not in check With your thermogenics You're not going to be getting the full effect You're going to be like the sauna You're only going to be losing water weight mm-hmm. So check that out be careful with them um, they're not really great on your your liver or your kidney. So Dave, I told you before, be careful with them. Um, and which leads us to the next question: Is green tea a thermogenic, and how does it help fat?
1: Now, this is my area of expertise with green tea and whatnot. So, regular green tea that are in the tea bags, amazing for you, amazing stuff that you buy at Wawa or one of these fast. Play, uh, yeah, like, like little drinks. stop and goes and shit. The green tea, yes, it has tea in it. But look at the side, guys. 36, 40 grams of sugar in a little freaking 12-ounce yeah. thing. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's not good for you. Yeah, and the thing that people also forget about, like, them
0: teas, um, when you heat, there's tea bags for a reason. Like, when you heat the tea bags up, it releases all the antioxidants into the tea bag. So now you're, you're releasing, now you're packaging it like three, four, or five different times, wherever it's gone, mm. in and out of cold. You know, like it's diluting all the, all the antibiotics, not antibiotics, antioxidants in that green tea. So make sure if you do use green tea, yes, it can be very helpful for thermogenic if it is pure.
1: Yeah, if it's pure green tea and it's not. And when we mean pure green tea, you can actually buy green tea leaves and brew it at home that way. Or the next best thing is the tea bags, and then brew it that way. Don't, yeah. don't go to the stores so, and
0: buy green tea. Yeah, they also have um, pills out there, and you have to be careful with these pills. because They're mostly fake shit in it. Yeah, some of them have fake, like, um, I forget the product on it. I know the one they used to have. It's some fake-ass product in it. Um, but be careful with them. Look on the back, because if it says green tea um, extract, extract then you gotta make sure there's actual amount of it in there because a lot of them they'll put it in there on it'll the be label very
1: minuscule amount.
0: On the label it'll say like 100 milligrams. It's not a lot. You need like three, four hundred milligrams per serving. And that's one thing. I, that's one thing I told Dave about too before. Um, in order for you to get the full effect of a green tea for it to be a thermogenic and help you burn fat, you need to get a lot of it but you can't get enough of, you can't get a lot of it in tea bags so you need like 12 tea bags per day for you to get the chemical antioxidants in it that actually help your body and the reason you can't get it is because it detoxes your body it dries you out so in order for you to make it actually work you need to make sure you have a lot of water with it and when you get them pills you see people they have they get the ones that have the caffeine in it mm-hmm. that's fine caffeine is it can help burn fat as well it also helps ignite the antibiotic. I keep saying antibiotics. Keeps, keeps, it gets it. It ignites the actual chemicals in the green tea. But like I said, drink a lot of water with it. Oh my god. Okay, so be careful with that. It also heats up your body, and there's a chemical in it that targets your fat cells. It's scientifically proven. So be just be careful with them. But yes, it does help. But drink water. So next question. From the Bull D, my man Derek. What is the best meal for someone on a budget that is trying to gain muscle? There are a lot of people out there that only have about $100 to $200 to spend on food. What would you recommend for those people? You got this one.
1: All right, so guys, the best stuff to go for definitely go to the store and get chicken. Chicken breast. You can get what, five pack for like 10 bucks? Yeah, man. So, right that alone. You're... You can do at least five five meals out of that. You can get a box of rice. Get the whole grain rice and everything. Make sure it's in the box and you have to measure it out because that box will last you at least a month. Yeah. Well, maybe that, more. They have bags now. It's like a five, yeah. I, I believe you can get a
0: five-pound bag of brown rice or white rice. Really it's like no, three bucks. Yeah, It's like three bucks, man. And that's a lot of rice. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you can make a big thing of it and... That's good for anyone, vegan, vegetarian, whatever. You got that. You can eat that. So Yeah, and
1: then, like, you can either do the chicken, the steak, the ham. Um, hard-boiled eggs are an amazing source. Yeah, eggs are cheap.
0: Eggs are super cheap. And wh- whatever people out there, they say cholesterol from your eggs. If someone has cholesterol, you can talk to me. You can talk to my coach, TJ, because I know we eat, like, eggs every day, <laughs> and my cholesterol is absolutely fine. <laughs> The reason it's fine is because you can get fish. So a lot of people out there you think, oh I can't I can't eat a lot of fish because it's cheap. Tuna packets. Tuna creations. I used to hate fucking tuna. Like <laughs> out of the can, fucking hate it. But these tuna packs, bro, you have you had them? They make they're them with different flavors. They have
1: buffalo, they dude. have fucking teriyaki. Yeah, man. All these different things. And a lot of times they're on sale for like two for a dollar. And they're yeah, they're dude. fast and easy little, Take little snacks. You can also Get whole grain bread or something. You make a tuna fish sandwich. Absolutely, you know, and and, pro- and it's it's something that's quick. You're getting your protein source, yeah. and you're getting some. Uh, when, yeah, some when you when
0: you guys are only have a little bit of money to spend on the month, you have to make sure you're spending on the right foods. Make sure you're getting your protein in. Like Brad said, you can get chicken for cheap. Shit, you can go out there and get ground meat for cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking. I'm talking about good ground meat, like the ninety seven percent, not that roll of whatever it is. Don't get that. But uh, go out there, check coupons, because sometimes you can get. You can get two things of ground meat for the price of
1: one, that's a win. and know? then you don't have to use it right away. You can always just put it in Reynolds wrap and put it in the freezer. Yeah. And that, that stuff will that'll last. You make it. I anything mean, I do that it. all the time. I do that when I make tacos or if I make uh yeah. meatloaf or even burgers. It's I'm not using the full thing. I'm just making enough that I know it'll feed me and my family, and then I wrap the rest up and put it in the, the freezer.
0: Exactly. Man, guys, there's options out there for you. For all of you out there that think you don't eat clean, you don't eat healthy because you think it's expensive, make sure you guys are actually checking the labels of prices and you're going at the right times.
1: And also, fresh vegetables. Fresh vegetables are definitely the cheapest route to go. You can always get the frozen stuff, but the frozen stuff, the vitamins are pretty much non-existent anymore. Like, fresh broccoli, asparagus, exactly. freaking tomatoes. Yeah, because you're not getting all the micros in it. And then, when it comes down to it, in the summertime, you can actually save money by growing your own vegetable garden and everything else. That's what yeah. we do. We, or, man,
0: you go to, like, one of them places on the side of the road that sells fresh veggies or something like that. You can that's get them two. cheap. I mean, you can get a month's worth of supplies for, like, 20 bucks vegetables and all. That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: and then, like, a lot of the produce, like, say, take produce junctions and stuff like that. They have, they have sales that you would not believe because they don't want to see stuff going bad. So when you go in there, they know they have stuff that they need to get rid of in the next couple of days. They'll sell it for dirt cheap. You just can either one, freeze it, or eat it that day. Yeah, and it'll still deal. be the same nutritional value. And it's it's an amazing stuff. And it's all organic, of course. Yeah,
0: it's good. I mean, you guys can eat healthy, eat good on a budget. So just look for the deals, okay? Um, next question. It's a common client question we got. The next two are going to be from... Uh, two female trainers that have a lot of questions that come in from their clients that I know a lot of you ask me as well. So for the next question, meal plans versus macros, what are your thoughts? I'm a firm believer in flexible dieting approach, but a lot of people need more of an idea how to track macronutrients, not just calories. And um, that's a big question we've been talking about a lot, me and you. I've been talking about that with my clients a lot because a lot of people, they want to meal prep but they don't have any idea of what they're actually meal prepping. They just look, oh, well, I'm just going to throw... I made I made two pounds of chicken, whatever was in the container, and I'm going to cut it up. But you're not cutting it up evenly. You're not distributing it evenly. You're getting brown rice. You're just putting a handful in.
1: Yeah, so you what, no it com- what it comes down to, guys, you actually have to have a food scale to actually measure it out properly and then do your macros, your micros, and everything else. Yeah. You have to figure everything out uh, in the whole process as you're doing this. So say... You have uh, two pounds of chicken, and you want to spread that out over four days. You're going to do half a pound each day. And the only way you're going to be able to figure out if that's half a pound is by putting it on a scale. Yeah. So, like,
0: like we said in previous ones, like everybody's goals are different. So, what I'm going to meal prep, you can't meal prep for you. It's different. Um, but you have to know your macros. Like, like this question came in from Michelle Barrett. Shout out to her. Like, beginning of the month, she just won first place in her show. So, congrats to you. You're killing it. Next show, you're going to do even better. Better than first place somehow. But maybe you'll win like 10 different trophies. But um, I believe, I'm, I'm with her on it. I believe in flexible dieting as well. But with that flexible dieting, you need to understand your macros. And macros mean your protein, your carbs, and your fat. Because if you're not knowing what you're putting into your body for your goals, the meal, the meal prep isn't going to have any It's not going to matter. You can get a meal plan from me and I can just write you up what I eat and you can eat it. Is it gonna be good? Yeah, it's gonna be good, but it's gonna be either too much for what you need or too less. You're not gonna know so um, when you're taking a flexible dieting approach, you get to enjoy more of a variety of foods, but you're still hitting the targets of your goals that you want to hit you know so for example, like you can throw that cheat meal in like if you're if you're counting your macros and you're two hundred calories off or whatever. You can fit a cheat meal in there to hit that as long as you're within your range of your macros. But if you're following a meal plan, you're eating like the same thing every single day. There's no variety to it. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of you guys fail at eating healthy because they eat the same thing every day. It's like I, I remember this video. i seen this dude who was eating um, chicken and rice or chicken and broccoli every day. And by the seventh day, he's like, kill me. And it's like, I've never eaten that shit seven days straight.
1: No, it's, like it's, never. it's I mean I can I can eat rice almost every day of the week. Yeah, I can but eat, I eat the every same, day of the week. Like, yeah. But I can't have the same protein source. I cannot have chicken three freaking days in a row. No,
0: and another thing about that is that a lot of people when they do meal plans and they do the meal prepping without knowing their macros, generally from my standpoint, what happens? You make enough chicken for like a whole week mm. and then the last four days you don't eat that chicken because A, you're tired of eating chicken and B the chicken is dried out. Yeah. So, if you're gonna do the meal plan approach, do it like three days at a time. That way, everything is still fresh. You can reseason something if you if you want to have chicken every day. Fine, but at least you can reseason it to a different flavor. You know, so it's not like you're having the same bland thing every day. So, I I'm I'm there as well. Flexible dieting. That way, I can have chicken one day. I can have ground meat one day. Hell, I can have a steak if I want. I can fit it in my macro, and I'm gonna count that fat in there because the fat's the best part of the steak. Well you gotta count fish. that you gotta count that into your macros. And I was having a conversation with someone another other day, and um, when you're doing meal plans, if you're following that meal plan, you strictly only write down what you eat in that meal plan. Most cases a lot of people cheat off of that meal plan. Oh yeah. For example, oh, yeah. Um, you'll have a half of the dark chocolate candy bar. Half? I'm eating the whole fucking thing. All right, well, you're probably not going to count that. You know, you're going to just forget it. You're just going to be like, ah, right, whatever. I'm not going to put that in there. So, when you're doing meal plan or macros, you got to count them in your macros. So it's like you're not cheating because it fits in. So you want to eat that, that candy bar? Just add in your macros, and then uh, change it up. So that's a big thing for me because I that was one thing I used to do when I counted macros. I would have goldfish. I'd be like my snack because they're not that bad for you. But oh, I would have I to count. I love goldfish. Yeah, they're great, and they're not bad until you eat like the whole fucking five-pound box. box. Yep. But I've done that before. Yeah, you count. I count them in my macros if I have them, man, and technically, right? That's not really a cheat, though. It's just a snack to hold you off, and it's in your macros. There you go. That with some flavored water. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But uh, next question is from Jessica Miller. Jess is about to compete in nationals. Good luck to you. I know you're going to kill it down there, so uh, guys, go give her a shout-out. Miss Fit Miller, you guys know who she is. Her question, same thing, from a lot of clients. Ask her, when you are trying to get show-ready and burn fat while keeping muscle on, how much cardio do you do, do, and how low do you cut your calories? That's a good question, because I know a lot of people out there, they have this problem. And not only do they have this problem about cutting for a show, they have it about cutting in general. And I'm going to have two answers to this question. First one, if you're not cutting for a show, don't cut your calories drastically and watch out your cardio because you, ain't, you can't walk around looking show ready all year. So don't try to do that. But if you are doing getting show ready, um, I'm sure Jess knows this, you don't really cut your calories that much. You monitor them, you do the macros but you're not really cutting them that much because you got to cut them slow. It's kind of like back to Drew's question about the lean bulk. Yeah. You slowly do it because if you cut your calories out by a thousand, how
1: tired are you going to be? Yeah, You're going to be beat. You're not going to want to drag your ass out of bed.
0: Yeah. You're going to be tired regardless because you're cutting your calories out, but like I said, take it slow. Two, three, four, five hundred a week. Get it in there to get your body because when you're trying to prep for a show... You want to keep that muscle on. If you cut your calories too much, what are you doing? You're cutting your carb source, which is your energy, and you're cutting your protein, which is your muscle building. So you're going to lose muscle. It's kind of the reverse effect. You're going to lose weight, but you're going to look the same. That's not the goal. So you're going to want to do it slowly and increase the amount that you're not eating week by week. And as for cardio, man, you know this part. You know this part, man. A lot of them out there, people don't understand this. Um... The more cardio you do, are you burning more calories? Yeah, you are. But your body gets to a certain point. Now you burn calories.
1: You burn calories, but, the, but I don't you, think you're going to be burning that now, much more. But your
0: body gets to a certain point where it's just, it, it burns so much fat, and it's like, all right, I'm done. And then you start burning muscle.
1: That's why a lot
0: of you out there who you do cardio, and you do cardio every day, every day, hours on hours on hours on hours, you, burn, you end up burning muscle, and you look like a marathon runner. That's
1: why. Skin and bones, man. Skin and bones.
0: I know um, for cardio, keep it simple, man. Um, Maybe like two, three days a week for a half hour, maybe an hour, depending on how much you have to lose. Because I know Jess does cardio like every day, I believe. But she doesn't... I'm pretty sure she doesn't do it like high intensity. You know, um, I see a lot of um, females out there that do it. They do it for like an hour, like four or five days a week. Guys, man, I don't really... Like a lot of the guys that I know that compete, man... Like, John, dude, he doesn't do cardio ever. And a is just a beast. He just watches his calories, cuts them down, keeps it strict, gets his workouts in, no cardio. I did cardio last night. Yeah, but guys, like, cardio, you know, it's hit or miss. You have to time it right. So, like, early in the morning is, like, the best time to do the cardio. Definitely is. Yeah. Definitely is. Which leads us into our next question from Chad Rollins. Does the time of your day... That you exercise affect the amount of weight you will lose or the amount of weight you will gain?
1: I think it comes down to a mental aspect on this one because I personally, I feel like I can have a killer workout in the morning. Earlier in the morning, the better off I am. Later at night, I'm like, eh. I'm the opposite. I kind of just want to go home and go to sleep. Yeah, I'm weird. I'm the opposite. I need to have like my energy rolling and
0: then go at night. I don't know why weird like if i work out in the morning it's because i don't have a lot of like calories in me um so i don't really have that energy level plus i'm the worst fucking morning person in the world it's true i'm horrible like if you want to get yelled at and cursed at and maybe kicked in the nuts come over my house in the morning i'll clearly do it for you because i do not like the mornings and it's weird because i wake up at 4 or 5 a.m every single day
1: he ain't happy when we do the (laughs) 1 a.m podcast either
0: i was sleeping when i woke up and i was tired
1: you know that is but um to answer that question, honestly... It all comes down to the person, I yeah, say.
0: Um, everybody's different. Everybody's metabolism's different. Everybody's, you know, the way they eat is different. Um, from a scientific standpoint, I believe if you're trying to lose weight, like cut fat, you're better off than doing it in the morning. So um, for a lot of you out there that are trying to cut fat out but keep your muscle on, um, I, I recommend actually going in the morning because I know from experience... Um, when I work out in the morning, I definitely feel a lot leaner throughout the day, and my body actually uses up all the food that I'm eating throughout the rest of the day. Whereas if I work out at night, like
1: who the hell knows what happens? Yeah, I don't really know
0: what I'm actually burning off compared to what I ate, because um, you have more carbs in your body, so your body's fuller. So how are you burning off more fat if your body's fuller? So well,
1: yeah. and it also comes down to it. If you think of it this way, guys, like when I go to the gym, when I go to the gym in the morning. I don't eat anything before I go to the gym. I'll have my BCAAs. I'll be drinking a lot. So I'll be drinking a gallon of water before I leave, uh, I leave that gym session. So that means right then alone, they already recommend you when you first first thing to wake up is try to get a gallon of water down in you. Yeah, you dude, get a gallon of water in it. you, you boost your metabolism. You boost your metabolism, that means the stuff that you're putting in your body, you're going to be able to burn off a lot faster. Which also means in return, you're going to be burning off a lot more fat.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, I mean, it's pretty much like proving that like when you wake up and you get your metabolism going faster, you're going to burn more calories throughout the day. Um, so on the flip side of it, for me, like when, I'm trying to, when you're trying to gain weight, I don't really want to work out in the morning because I'm burning off calories right away. And yeah. my body's always going to be in that constant like fat burning state throughout the day. You know, so that's how I feel about that. Um, but like we said in the beginning, yes, I do think it has a direct effect. But it comes down to you. It comes down to what you like. Because, for example, if I'm trying to lose weight and I work out in the morning, it might help me a little bit. But my workout probably isn't going to be as good because I'm going to be fucking miserable and I'm going to be tired. So if you're like that, then no, it's not going to work for you. So for me, I need to work out in the afternoon or the night, get my energy levels going before I go to the gym. So if you're like that, then work out at night. If you're like Brian here or you're Mr. Uh, Morning Person here, Mr. Sunshine... Mr. Don't Need No Coffee, get it in, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mark Wahlberg, bro. He wakes up every day in the morning and he runs like five miles. Every morning. and he, like. I'm not on that level. Yeah, but I'm saying some people just wake up in the morning and you want to get your shit going? That's fine. Do that.
1: I didn't like that. You guys are crazy people. I didn't like that now. I walked out the side this morning, dude. I'm like, it's <laughs> fucking cold. Yeah, it was cold.
0: That's my problem, too, in the morning now. I like work. Man, my body hurts in the morning. I'm like, fuck this shit. I ain't working out that. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Is it possible to burn fat and build muscle at the same time?
1: I feel like we already answered this.
0: We kind of did answer it, but it's my boy Justin Meyer. So um, we'll answer it again. But yeah, the, qu- the answer to that is yes, but it's very fucking hard. Um, back to the previous questions. You need to count your macros on point, and your workouts need to be on point. Because burning fat and building muscle are kind of like the exact opposite. So me and, me and Brian were talking about this actually before we started the podcast. You kind of got to do like a maintenance phase. You really aren't going to gain weight and you're really not going to lose weight because your numbers are going to be different in your macros. So your protein's going to be higher to build that muscle, but your carbs are, are going to be lower to burn the fat. So you need to do a lot of timing of when you eat your food mm-hmm. and how you actually work out. Um, I used to think for years, man, you can't do that. You need to be on steroids to do that. Man, I, I did it. I you did what? On... You
1: did steroids? Yeah, both.
0: <laughs> no, um, but no, I've, I've seen multiple people that have burnt fat but build muscle. And the thing is, you got to throw a scale away to do that. Because <clears throat> how many times do you see people that they're like, Man, I look like i burnt fat, but I lost weight. I lost." Two, I lost I put on muscle, but I lost two pounds. I'm like, yeah, because you lost the fat. So, like, you put on four pounds of muscle, but you lost three pounds of fat. So, you lost a pound, or gained a pound, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. You got to throw that scale away. <laughs> that scale's not going to mean shit, because you're, you're going to be relative. That's always like when people ask me, what's your weight? And I'm like, well, 186 to 195. They're like, what? I'm going to get fluctuates based on whatever I eat that day, because it's different. Cause, That's exactly know? what
1: I say, too, because I'm, I'm from 190 to 200.
0: It's like a range, man And when you're trying to burn fat and build muscle It's it's hard work And if you're going to half-ass it You're going to half-ass your diet, your workouts You ain't ever going to make that happen You're going to get one or the other Or neither And a lot of you out there, you get neither of them Because you don't pick a goal So um, you got to be really strict with what you eat um, That's what it comes down to Like You have to be strict with what you eat anyway To lose weight or gain weight But when you're trying to cut fat And just keep your muscle on, man. It is fucking hard. Like, it's hard. But, uh, yes, it is possible. You gotta grind. And you gotta do a lot more work than your trainer tells you. So, Justin, when you're out there and I give you a workout plan, your ass better be doing push-ups in between fucking sets. Damn. (laughs) I'm serious, motherfucker.
1: And, of course, we we couldn't finish this off without having two...
0: (laughs) This is my favorite question of the day, bro. Two is a mess. Dave... The most Dave, up I know you're questions. listening right now, and I told you I was going to throw this question in, even though you said, oh, I'm just joking. But the reason I want to throw this question in is because I actually just mentioned steroids. Last question. And last podcast, we talked about this a little bit. If you have HGH, I would take it. Um, <laughs> anyway, all jokes aside, here's the question. and it, a, lot, a lot of you out there probably are asking this question. When you see people like this, oh, especially it brings me up like Mike Tyson or uh, the dude from uh, Grown Ups. Oh, I'm from Saskatchewan. Um, so question from Dave: Why do steroids make your testicles smaller and your voice squeaky, but your muscles bigger? Now, a lot of you out there are probably like, are you serious? But um. The reason it does that is because when you put synthetic testosterone into your body, men or women, whatever, whoever takes it, cyborg out there. We got cyborg in UFC and shit looking like a man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, when you put something synthetic like that in your body, it stops your natural production of whatever that thing you're putting in. So in this case, a steroid is
1: synthetic testosterone. So literally, it's taking away your all-natural yeah, testosterone. So basically, it's taking away your manlyhood why things shrink yeah
0: so basically like your body isn't producing the actual testosterone it's synthetic so it shuts it off so
1: yes it pretty much takes you back through puberty
0: yeah so basically the reason you get the results from it is because you're getting your your muscles and shit are getting a higher dose of the testosterone your body doesn't know it's really like fake because it's yeah it's basically the same um so your muscles are getting more of what it needs to grow but your actual inner organs are shut down. So, that's why it does that. It makes your voice squeaky. Same reason. Like, your testosterone is what makes our man's voice deeper. It makes our voice deeper. So, that's why you got Mike Tyson out there. It's not his vocal cords that are fucked up. It's his testosterone levels. We're getting fucked up with too much. So, that's why it does that. So, hope I answered your question there. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, our last question of the day from Trent Helm. Um... It's crazy, actually, two people on this podcast I had on here, I don't know why I had you guys on here, because um, it's rivalry week, and you guys are fucking Cowboys fans, so uh, for Chad out there and Trent out there, um, don't worry, I got a box of tissues here with me, Um, so when the Eagles whoop that ass this week and take control of the division, I'll come down there and I'll give you guys some tissues. Because I know my man Dak Prescott's gonna throw a couple of interceptions to our shitty cornerbacks, but uh, I know you guys are both gonna listen to this episode, so hit me up because we need to make a bet about the game. Because you know damn well I'm repping my birds. But anyway, back to the question: Fly Eagles, fly! Um, last question of the day: What are your favorite stupid fitness myths? It's a great question. Myths
1: or comments?
0: Actually, like before we answer this question, I want everyone that is listening to this. Message me with your favorite fitness myth. I don't care what it is. Message me with it on Instagram. I'm curious to see what it is because there's so many out there. And I don't know. I really can't think of any like great ones off
1: the top of my head. but um, I think of one. And the one oh, that yeah. I told you earlier. Yeah. So there's one that comes to mind that someone said to me a while back. And it involves your heart. <laughs> that dumb shit. It was some of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But what it comes down to is they asked me this question. Why do you run so much? Because all you're doing is shortening your life. Now let that sink in.
0: You're, wait. Why do you run so much? Because you're shortening your life. So they're referring to the fact that your heart beats faster when you run.
1: Exactly. So as Bob was saying, they're referring to how fast your heart is beating. Then they followed up with, your heart only beats so many times in your lifetime.
0: (laughs) Do you remember who asked you that question or said that?
1: Because we
0: need to bring him on the podcast and do a whole episode about his brain.
1: He's probably one of the people out there that thinks the earth's flat. But, dude, it just just blew my mind because then they went into, your heart is set with so many beats in your life. So, why are you speeding it up? Now my my question back to him is sitting there going, my resting so when my heartbeat's sped up right now, but when I'm at rest, my heart beats twenty twenty beats less than yours.
0: People are dumb. That's stupid, man. I don't know if that's a myth, but we'll call it a myth because that's that's just nah. I, that's
1: just a stupid comment that I've heard. Yeah.
0: Um. But off the top of my head, like one, I got a couple of myths that I have, but one pertaining to me is a lot of my friends out there. They're like, oh, you work out too much. That's why you're always hurt. No, I really um, thought it was gonna be. Uh, so like the myth is kind of like, the more you work out, the heavier you lift, the more worse your ligaments are. And which is I, not the case. It's I, yeah. the
1: improper yeah, lifting um, technique. I
0: would say uh, the first time I've ever got hurt lifting was this injury, and. Um, mm. No, lifting, I never, like, when I blew my knees out, it wasn't from lifting. No, that's just being a jackass. Yeah, we just, just do crazy shit, jump in and out of the trucks, this and that. Like, it takes a toll on your body. But, uh, guys, like, the more you're, you're working out, helps your body. Like, I see so many people out there, they say, oh, I can't squat because I have bad knees. Well, you sit down every day, you get up every day, that's a squat. You get in your car, you sit at your desk, you take a shit. You're sitting down, you're squatting. So, like I said, the reason you're hurting when you're doing it at the gym is because you're not doing Doing it properly with the right weight. So that's a myth. Like, you need to need to take that out. And we talked about this as well. My favorite myth is about the ladies. Um, Ladies, you all know this. Um,
1: If you lift, you look like a man. Yeah, people still believe that. That's the crazy part. They still believe it.
0: That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You, 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 you. you lift for your goal, so if you want to look like a man, you lift to look like a man because you eat. That's on you. Like if you want to look like Brock Lesnar, you can. But lifting Dude, weight it take scares on, the just,
1: shit out of me because if I saw you walking down the street and you look like Brock Lesnar, I'm running yeah.
0: the other way. <laughs> Dude, I've seen some out there, but uh, but my point is that like, you, like li- picking up and lifting a weight isn't going to ultimately make you look like me.
1: No, I and mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that's that's where a lot of this shit comes from too, because a lot of people are sitting on. I don't want to lift to get big. I want to get toned. Okay, well, that's just using certain weights. You don't have to go out there and constantly chase the next biggest fucking weight.
0: It's, it's, it's just stupid, man. Like, ladies, lift weights because it's, A, it's, like, it's going to tone you up. It's going to make you look better. But you got to watch your diet. You got to watch the weights you do. Like, if you want to bulk up, that's when you start lifting really heavy. Like, you start lifting like power lifters. That's fine, too, if you want to look like that, but that is not going to happen to everybody. It's based on what your workouts are and what your diet is. 100%. Yeah. um, I think I said another myth to you earlier. I don't remember what it is now. Um, Oh, eating. Guys, we kind of touched base on this throughout the podcast, but when it comes to nutrition, it's my favorite nutritional fitness myth. Eating less will help you burn more. And that is the stupidest fucking thing ever. And I'm not gonna call it. Down. Yeah, I'm not gonna call out any names, but we had this conversation right the other day, and it's it's a proven fact that the more you eat of better foods, the faster your metabolism is gone. Like you just said, Um we have to eat better foods. Like if you eat less junk, but l- you don't, you know, you like there's people out there their diets just shit. So like, all right, well instead of having a whole bag of cheetos, I'm just gonna have half the bag, so I'm eating mm. less. You're not, it's not going to change anything. You have to eat more of better foods to get results. If you start eating less, your metabolism slows down. So your body doesn't even use the food that you're eating. You need to so, eat more. So
1: as they're saying good foods, because I know there's going to be a smart ass out there being like, oh, well, I eat broccoli. Okay. Oh, what is, man. What, what is coated in cheese? Dude, that brings up a point.
0: Mark, I know you're listening to me out here. Um, so we're at work the other day. And I, you already know what I'm going to say. So not does have to do with water. So he's like, um, he's like, man, I went on a diet for like a month. I didn't lose weight. I'm like, all right, well, what were you eating? Uh, I had banana, an apple, two eggs, and then I had um, like a stromboli. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, listen, cut the stromboli. I'm like, whatever. A oh couple months later. He's like, man, I did the diet again. I tried to eat healthier. What did you eat? Well, I had a banana, I had an apple, I had four eggs. This is this whole day, this is what he sold that, whole day. Four eggs, two eggs, whatever, uh, Greek yogurt and a protein bar. And I'm like, alright, you're a 280 pound man and you just had 60 grams of protein. I'm like, where are you getting your protein in? Uh, the banana. No. That ain't protein, buddy. So my point of the thing is like, you need to understand what you're putting into your body. If you look at the, whatever the freaking USADA recommends that you eat, it's of bullshit. That's just for you to survive. You're not going to make any results. You're going to be a twig. And if you go by BMR it's, or BMI, you're stupid because I did that shit. I'm 5'11", 29 years old. They tell me I should be about 130 pounds. I'm 130 Yeah, I'm pounds. obese. I'm obese. I'm extremely obese. I weigh 195 pounds. Right? And... um. So you got, you got to eat more. Get your, the more you eat of protein, the more your metabolism is going to go, the more weight you're going to lose. So that's my favorite myth. If you guys think of any more myths, please reach out to us. I want to hear them. Love to hear them. I'll post it all week about. Them. I, love, I love it. <laughs> um but that, again guys, that's it for the Q&A. But uh we're probably going to try and do this like once a month, but we're going to switch it up. Um so for those of you listening, um Reach out to us, get us some questions. We're gonna do it again next month. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Hope you, we helped you out. But if we fucked up on a question, like I said in the beginning, reach out to us, let us know. You fucked up on the sauna question, man. You lose weight in <laughs> I fucked up on a couple probably. <laughs> um, because you recently like, um the last two Q and A's, you know how we like we looked at the questions like a week before. Yeah. And we had we had our answers written down. Um for this one, we just went off of what we know. So we want to make you... We want The reason why we did this this way is because I want to show you guys that we're real people like you as well. Um,
1: and we're constantly learning just as much as you guys are learning. So if there's something that we left out, 100%. Yeah. Hit us with the facts. We love seeing that shit. Yeah, absolutely. We're not the
0: type of people out there to act like we know everything. Um, so like with the thermogenics question, you know, I'm not really all like scientific about that. So I tried to answer that as best I could. Um, if I didn't help you with that question, though, reach out to me because I will figure it out even more. Um, but yeah, I don't got nothing else, guys. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it and tune in for next week's episode.
1: Till next time, guys. Peace out, y'all. I need a clicker. I can-